0: Breaking Bread concludes our series on Black Business Ownership this week as we begin to close out Black History Month. The month may be short, but the education is vast. Today should be no exception. You may have changed all kinds of plans or, more to the point, canceled your plans during the pandemic. I'm sure it made it challenging for your event planners. Today, we're going to explore how this shaped the landscape of this economy and learn a bit about the planners themselves. With me today to help bring some sense to all this is Donna Rents, CEO and President of Sisters in Motion. Donna, welcome to Breaking Bread.
1: Thank you so much, Terry. It's a pleasure.
0: Now, some businesses have been, uh, well, unscathed by the spread of the Omicron variant, but some consumers and business owners have grown accustomed to making instant decisions to cancel the plans, while others are more undeterred after such a long period of setbacks and delays. Donna, could you give me some insight into some of the roles of Sisters in Motion and and what side of the spectrum does it fall?
1: Well, Sisters in Motion is a multifaceted company. We provide um, PR, public relations, organization design, um, special event planning, um, consulting for the sports, film, entertainment industry, as well as um, the political field as well as now we're doing some things with sustainable energy.
0: And um, how were you affected as far as with the pandemic and how things are going for you right now?
1: Well, one of the things um, was quite prevalent is having a lot of people in a lot of spaces. That is coming back, but I've had just recently, we had to cancel an event in Malibu because the event was, and it's not actually canceled, it's, I should say, rescheduled. Um, it's, that's better than it's canceled. It, then canceled. Nope. <laughs> it's not canceled. It's actually rescheduled. Um, it was supposed to be in December, and then the new variant came out, and um, we could not have the 150 plus people that we thought we were going to be able to have at the venue because it was considered someone's private home. So,
0: which is that's
1: a new process for planners and and people that are, you know, mainly make their living from putting people in seats and, and doing events like concerts and um, golf tournaments, all kind of variations, which is something that we do.
0: Now, it sounds like you um, do quite a bit of events. I imagine you have spoken with a lot of people. You probably have crossed paths with a lot of people. Anybody that we would know? Casey and JoJo.
1: um Commissioner Ellis Scarborough definitely here in Mecklenburg County definitely um, shout out to her Um, I've been on her campaign trail for oh my gosh the last six seven years Um, love her dearly so shout out Commissioner Scarborough Um, Vi Lyles, Mayor Vi Lyles um, worked on her campaign Um, love her dearly Um, concurrently working for Vinroy Reed as his um, field director in the political realm. Um, here in Charlotte, I, I worked ten years with the Charlotte Black Film festival, um, assisted in r and b live. I can a whole lot of different things that um, I noticed with, that it runs the Justin gamut
0: yeah, yeah, you're talking film, mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. and politics, yes, so that that's that's quite the that's quite a gamut now, if I am the average person Mm -hmm. and I'm wanting to plan an event, for example, is there like a a certain spot I would go to or how would I go about doing that?
1: If you were just the average person and you want to plan the event yourself or you want to hire
0: someone? I want to to hire someone to plan it. Well,
1: you can easily just look up event planners and you're going to find a gamut of people out there who do this. Some people do it in a variation of not just planning for events like party events. They plan for fundraisers, um, medical conferences, all kind of different variations of planning because um, in the um, event planning business, you can possibly plan from everything from golf to a NASCAR race. So, you can look those things up at Google, but if you want to look up us, you can just <laughs> look up um, com and you'll get all the information you need right there.
0: Some more to the point. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, this is interesting because typically, you know, when I think of event planning, I think of, like, parties and social right. events. But you brought up some Mm -hmm. opportunities that maybe a lot of people haven't thought about and I noticed in your examples you mentioned politics. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. How involved are you in the political realm?
1: Well it depends on what the actual scope of work entails right now for um, Ben Roy Reed. He's running for for city council district five. I'm his field director the field director actually designs what the campaign will look like you know go in and um, right now I have um, divided the district into four zones where um, we can determine how we will get into those areas and determine what the constituents need and how can he as the candidate you know address those needs and when you have to address a lot of people like I was telling you a little earlier there's 76,000 people in District 5, but only about 8,000 are um, continued voters in the local elections. And that's probably because a lot of people don't think that the local elections are important. And in actuality, it definitely is. It's not just that you vote for a president. You need to vote for your state, your local, and your national elections so that you can get your point across all the way across the board.
0: Now, people have heard that before in this show, that every year there is some type of election, and it's those, mm-hmm. it's those local elections that actually affect you the most, as opposed to the national ones. And, and the, to your point, a lot of times it's the, the local ones that people tend to bypass.
1: Exactly, exactly. So our plan right now is to make sure that we can get into all the neighborhoods and talk to the people and let them know, you know. The platform that Mr. Reed stands on, as well as you know what his plan is for the people of District Five.
0: Now, what part of the city is District Five? Donna?
1: Central Avenue, um, Albemarle, that area, both sides of Central Avenue. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Idlewild.
0: All right. Well, um, you're listening to uh, Breaking Bread with us today. Is CEO and President of Sisters in Motion, Inc. Donna Rents. Now with it being Black History Month, I wanna talk about the um, you know what makes up your profession, like the most common ethnicity of event planners and coordinators. Now, what I found is that a little over 65% of them are white, now followed by Hispanic, slightly above 15%, and African-Americans looking at about 10%. Now, what are your thoughts on why there is such a disparity?
1: Well, because certain cultures now, and especially our culture, Um, we have now gotten to the place like where I guess even with the question that you asked me earlier about where can you find a specific person for um, an event planning, we usually plan our own things. You know, like we're planning our barbecue. We're not hiring anybody to plan the barbecue for us. Um, But you think about the Concierras and the different other cultures that have events that are planned as a um organized more organized event, and now, probably the last twenty or thirty years or so, it's gotten to be more prevalent. you know that there are a variety of ethnicities that are taking place in the p r and marketing and event planning um, areas
0: so you see that landscape changing a little bit
1: mm-hmm. I've been around long. <laughs> How
0: long have you been doing this? <laughs> Over 20 years. Okay. So you know what you're doing. (laughs) A little bit, just a little (laughs) bit. Now, now what are some of the common myths about working in the entertainment uh, industry?
1: Well, I would say one of the main myths is that they think it's not really work because you're in the entertainment industry and it's like, okay, it's all fun and games. Who would think that? Okay. (laughs) A lot, a lot of people. Oh, it's so exciting and not realizing that. Working with um, celebrities or high-profile individuals is really, um, it takes a a mindset that is um, stable. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it because it's like, um, it's a different, type of energy sometimes. And then you have to make a decision sometimes on how you are going to um, approach a situation just based on um, who the person may be and what kind of security they may need. Um, how many people can be in one area at one time. I mean, the idea going from what wine is sitting on the table? To how many security guards are at the door, and are they licensed security guards? And, so that detail, yeah. So it's it entails a lot because you don't want anybody to get hurt during any events that you're producing. We just saw watch, what no. happened with Travis Scott. So
0: yes, yeah. that was that was unfortunate. So mm-hmm. what you're talking about with that event that has a lot to do with what you do. Mm-hmm.
1: That's anywhere where you have. a whole lot of people, and then you have to protect the guests and you have to protect the celebrity or the person who's there. Um, even if you're doing just a festival, the festival, um, and when I say just a festival, I don't mean that just a festival is any less than any other particular event, but even in those cases when you have a group of people in one place, whether it's a convention center or if it's at a... Um, mall setting if it's a fashion show you're responsible for a lot of people moving and being in one place so
0: a lot of moving parts yeah a lot of moving parts were there any type of um, I don't want to say lessons learned but any alterations I'll say that have been made since the Travis Scott event
1: well I can say that I know uh, from what I've listened to far as The news is concerned you know and reading content about how different things are happening i did see that there were a variation of people who want to now distance themselves and that's something that you have to deal with i've dealt with that before so i'm understanding how sometimes um, if it's a, a brand that you're working with And that brand wants to support you for something um, they may not because of maybe something you don't have control of I don't think he had control of what happened but because your name is out there that's why it's so important how well you support um, other people and how well your name is perceived because at the end of the day you're gonna be held responsible for a lot of people's lives it could have been 550 more thousand people out there and that one person is being held liable so I'm sure there's a lot of things that are changing you know unfortunately marketing and and how concerts are held or events are held and security
0: absolutely yeah yeah and you know unfortunately this isn't the first time when that when I heard that event it, mm-hmm. it took me back to Cincinnati and and um, in the concert that they had there—it was before my time, but apparently, back when they had the the general admissions, mm-hmm. where you didn't get a, a ticket like a seat, you would buy a ticket, and then the first person to the front row that was your seat. But you could imagine how chaotic oh, that, that can become, be, right? Because right. everybody wants to get to the front row, so that was a, a similar situation there. Wow, you mentioned you've been doing this for 20 years. Yes. How did you um, How did you get started, and what attracted you to the business?
1: My sister Lorraine Denise Rentz, shout out Dee Dee Sky, that's my girl. She um, was on the radio at 99 Jams in Miami, Um, did a lot of appearances and stuff around the town. And my mom would always say, Okay, who's going with Dee Dee? You know, who's (laughs) going to go? Who's going to make sure everything is okay? And I definitely, so speaking of security, I was that person. You know, I was always like, Okay, make sure she was. At the front of the line, she was getting through the doors. They'd always pull the car up and put me out first because I was the mouthpiece to go to the door. Alrighty then. (laughs) So, so definitely, um, my little sister. Yeah, she taught me this. She was your inspiration. She was my inspiration. Technically, she she was um, the person that I was testing it out on to see how it worked. (laughs) It worked well.
0: Well, apparently, because you're here. Yes,
1: absolutely,
0: absolutely. What have been some of your hardest lessons with the business?
1: Oh, wow, expecting others to care as much about a situation as you do. Yeah, I think that's been the, one of the hardest lessons.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you started before social media really got underway. Amen. So what are some of the opportunities that you might get involved in that you may wish that social media was not around to maybe capture some of that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, let's see. I would say the most current and the most ancient would all fall under... Um, three initials, I'd say, BMF and the Jackie Gleason Mansion.
0: BMF and the Jackie Gleason Mansion?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You care to expand <laughs> on that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the whole that's, point that's the you're point. trying to make, right?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> the Located. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Social media has, has certainly changed the, the landscape, and I know... When I talk to my parents and they're just like, look, you know, we're very happy social media wasn't around when we were growing up (laughs) because that would have been a problem.
1: Yeah, it would have been tick and talk, trust.
0: Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Donna, what advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: Oh, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't um, let the naysayers, don't let them get you to a place of despair. And that's easy to happen. it can, because I've been at that point. I've been at the point where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am not doing this anymore. I'm sick of it, you know. And then I know what I possess, right? I know what God has given to me. So I need to be able to leave that for my granddaughter. So nobody, shout out Kayani Joy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to be able to leave her the legacy, and um and i've had um had her doing some um like hosting um she hosted she's 12 so she hosted um for brother reggie um for rejoice america radio she he hosted one of his con- his gospel concerts she absolutely well, loves it so That's that's
0: gonna be her thing. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully she'll like it. She loves well because her aunt Didi, um, Mm -hmm. she loves to see her um, talking on the mic and doing the things that she does with the Sky brand. So she said she definitely wants to try it, and she's tried it several times. Yeah. That's my inspiration is my granddaughter, and from this point, from this interview, we're definitely gonna make sure (laughs) that. um, we go forward, so you have something to report.
0: Hey, amen. Yeah, I am uh, yeah, that's the kind of uh, I would do those sort of things growing up. So I, I have a feeling she's going to be doing similar. Oh, you would host. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I can totally see her doing that, and you being very proud of her, yes. as you are right now.
1: I am. I am.
0: Well, before we go. Could you give me uh, some information? And I know you mentioned it earlier, but give me a little bit more information on how to find your business.
1: Absolutely. Um, Our social media for Facebook and Instagram and um, LinkedIn is at Sisters in Motion, Inc. That's S-I-S-T-E-R-S-I-N-M-O-T-I-O-N-I-N-C. And Twitter is S I M underscore I N C. And we have the virtual block. So, and that's the virtual block on all social media. Um,
0: And to your comment earlier about being successful, I always tell people, Donna, that you know you're getting close to your goals when it starts to get really tough. And it starts to get rough when your goals are within reach and it's hard to get there. Yes. That's how you know that it's within reach.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at Bread 101 That's Break. The letter N is November Bread 101, or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakingbread.biz. Our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101 features a daily fact about African American achievements. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Success. Was an opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.